All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm streaming this live on Twitch. Um, nobody has arrived yet, which is fine. I don't want too much dead air in the episode on YouTube. For those who don't know, I've had some eye problems. I might be squinting a little bit more than usual. I've had some eye problems. I think I got something in my eye and I've been having to take eye drops. Which is alright. You know, eye drops aren't too bad. Especially like for me, like, you know, I've been using lenses uh, for half of my life. So I'm good with, you know, dripping shit in my eye. My, my reflex is, you know, completely dead. Like, uh, I, can, I can easily uh, put some fingers in my own eye. Uh, no problem. All in all, first week of LEC is over. Feels pretty good, honestly. Feels pretty damn good. Not the result per se, right? 1-2 isn't the greatest. I think all the teams that we faced were very, very beatable. I don't think there was anything um, out of the ordinary. I think we could have played uh, better. Especially that Misfits game. The Misfits game, like, the, the, the game was pretty much finished. I know people are in the community are talking about draft, but honestly, the people in the community are pretty dizzy and, and, and lost. Uh, it's like you, you hop into uh, the spring split, the season has just started, and you know, people go in different directions in regards to what they think is good. And, uh, you know, people were talking about Akari being broken and so forth, but um, I disagree. Like, you know, those, those games, we, we made mistakes. And uh, Akari quickly, you know, if Akari's fed, yeah, this champion is broken. But uh, game one against Misfits was definitely, definitely winnable. We had a fight on the second Rift Herald, uh, which we screwed up. I think... Uh, Every single one of uh, the players um, could have done better. But it felt good to end on a win. I think in the Rogue game, we showed a lot more about what we're capable of. I think the community in general is very, very quick to jump to conclusions. I just see one, one day of games and all of a sudden, you know, oh, this team is shit. This draft is shit. This, this is, they suck. It's like, if you win, your draft is really good. If you lose, your draft is really bad. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really funny. It's hilarious. But that's okay. You, know? you guys are uh, fans, right? Being, being a fan like, mean, means you, you say some dumb shit, right? It's like the equivalent of the people watching MMA. Just talk him out, man. Just knock him out. Why is he not? Why did he knock him out, man? He's so so boring. <laughs> I see. It's um, it's hilarious. Same when when you watch football, right? Just score goals. Just score goals, man. Why isn't this guy shooting, man? I would have shot, man. I would have shot. This player's playing? Why is this guy on the bench? You know? It's fun to, to watch a sport and then pretend to be, to be all-knowing, you know? 
but that's okay. I'll, I'll take it. Second game against Mad Lions. I think this one was hard. You know, we TP'd both. Uh, Kali goes top and she gets double kill. And I think we could have done that better. And, uh, we are not the most uh, patient team. But that's okay. I'm uh, very happy with the boys. Equipo had a uh, great performance as a jungler. I'm happy that we could showcase that to the world. And when it came to you know, the speculation about him jungling, uh, I think he's already in the top three. So, uh, in my eyes, I'm, I'm very happy with Pupo. Showcased some level of, uh, you know, genius, level of strong pathing, and uh, all in all, I'm very, very happy with him. Same thing can be said for Adam. Adam is a natural. Adam is definitely a natural. I think he... He's doing super, super well. I'm uh, very happy to have him on the team. Very mature for his age. Uh, I'm excited uh, to follow his growth. You know? It's the usual business with the youngsters. They do some, some silly shit <laughs> that they got away with in, the, in previous teams, which is okay. You know, everybody learns and he's very blessed. He's blessed because he's uh, talented, you know? We are blessed because he's hardworking, and also he's once again blessed because he's he's sitting next to Bupo, sitting next to Niski, Upset, and Hilly. The level of experience that is there is crazy. It's absolutely crazy, you know. And I don't even begin to count my own experience because. <laughs> I think in this conversation I would come across as a douchebag if I mention it. And then again, I did. There's just a lot of experience for him to, you know, just soak in. And he does. He really does. He, he, he brings a very cool vibe to the team. I'm very, very happy with uh, Adam. And next week uh, we face SK. Well, maybe XL and Vitality, I believe it is. Let me just double check so I don't say that wrong. It would be pretty... Embarrassing. I believe it's uh, XL and Vitality. Yes, XL and Vitality. Interesting teams. We play against XL. Vitality is an interesting team, right? I think they show their own level of aggression, show their own idea of what they want to draft. You know, I don't think we're at the point in time where uh, it's clear which team is the best. Uh, I think it's really, really unclear. I, I, I would feel the same facing up against a Mad Lions as I would feel facing up against a Rogue or a G2 uh, or a Vitality. I think even Schalke, right? I think those teams... You know, are decent enough to, to win games, and I think every team have things that they need to figure out. I don't think there's a clear, you know, best one. Like Misfits as well, right? I think the game, the game that we lost against them was definitely winnable. You know, we play that Rift Herald fight, we keep our 5k gold lead, and um, because if you look back at that fight, it was 
very very well and afterwards uh, Akali just kind of um, took over will Aran get some drafts around Darius well it it isn't really like like when people ask me that like what what, what does that mean you know draft for Darius like what Sejuani Lulu to buff him like what does that mean you know the enemy needs to draft around Darius right they need to have there needs to be good champions that uh, Darius slaughters but nevertheless uh, I've, uh, I've said too much already Darius is, uh, is insane Darius is really good you have to play some Olaf too I'm um, excited for the team We have very, very good team chemistry already. You know, always in the first week. You know, in every first week in the history of everything. Uh, guys, I will not ask, answer any questions about draft things. So you can just stop asking about draft. The key thing about first weeks of any league is that you shouldn't jump to any conclusions off of it because people are going to correct any course when it comes to you know drafting you know you you play and then teams form kind of bubbles thank you very much kirasana 89 team teams form bubbles of uh, what is successful and then you go on stage and then you adjust you adjust you adjust you know, and the first week, a lot of things that you maybe didn't think about could go wrong, you know, like we had internet issues, that was a big problem for us, we had massive, massive internet issues, we just got burdened, and that's frustrating, right, some teams can encounter nerves, right, you play the first stage game, maybe something's off, maybe something feels different, you know, you just have to kind of see how your team uh, like you have to see how a group, you know, interacts with uh, that level of pressure. And um, with that being said, as I mentioned, draft, a lot of teams do a lot of corrections after the first week, coming into the second week. There's a lot of learnings from week one and, uh, you know, both from structural side and strategic side. And uh, I don't think, uh, you know, that uh, the week one uh, says too much. Like I would probably rate SK, Astralis, and um, Excel a bit in a different group in contrast to everybody else. And I think with time, probably the teams that will go playoffs... I would guess is um, you know, us, Mad Lions, Rogue, G2, Vitality, and then Schalke. I think Misfits could definitely, uh, you know, get in there. Hmm. Okay. You know, SK's situation is very strange, right? Like, I don't um, envy their situation at all. 
they have uh, their mid laner being sick. Remember, Jess has said that he watches Proview and said that this guy is, is Faker. The next Faker. Which is kind of hilarious to me, but, you know. I hope he, I wish him a speedy recovery. I hope he's fine. You know, the, the health issues, goddamn suck, man. They really, really suck. But I understand where SK is coming from, right? They feel like they need to throw some shit on the wall. They need to take some risks in order to find themselves in a position where they can accomplish, you know, something extraordinary, right? And sometimes you just have to take some risks in order to make that happen. If you go for the same, maybe you, there's, there's no element of risk. You know, rather go for broke than to sit and just oink, right? Because in the end, the only thing anyone cares about is qualifying to the World Championship, winning the LEC. If you go to playoffs or not, really, no one cares. No one ever cares if you went to playoffs. Yeah, I can tell you that. So I skip trying something extraordinary. Okay. Will it work out? I'm not so sure. I don't think our... Lane swap can be in the same category as, as their lane swap. I don't think so. I just... Bipo is just a different caliber of players. Like diff, he's very, very unique. Very, very unique. But there's definitely a lot of room to improve. We can fix problems, and I believe that this group can fix problems. I'm, I'm very happy about it. We have a very good group of people. Alien Ups is probably the best ball lane in Europe. Yes, they are. I don't think there is a um, question when it comes to that. They definitely are. In terms of laning, I don't think anyone comes close, honestly, in Europe. They are very detail-oriented. They are stone-cold killers. Are you happy with Adam so far? I think he's doing pretty well. I'm very, very happy about Adam. Very, very proud of Adam. I'm very happy that we got uh, the W on the board uh, for him in his first week. You know? We should have won, won more games, but all in all. What do you think about the huge amount of flame after the first two games? Honestly, I couldn't care less. And I hope my players don't care less either. Because when you begin to read on Reddit on topics that you understand and you read the comments and the most upvoted comments, it's really a joke. Like you just see how clearly clueless people are. And that's okay. You know? And that's okay. I would never ask people to stop. Because if people stop, it means that they stop caring. If they stop caring, it means that, uh, you know, it might be the end of, uh, of my career. Because uh, the fans, you know, the fans view everything. 
I would never ask fans to stop flaming. That passion is important. Those same fans are the ones celebrating wins. Right? Celebrating Katus with TP. What do you think of LEC as a whole right now? I think LEC has a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Can you explain the TP on Katus? I will not. This is not a gameplay channel. You come in here to, you know, expect me. Expect me to reveal our dark secrets. Nah, just, it's, it's okay. Toxicity, you say toxicity could be avoided, but it really can't. And I think it's pointless to try to fight it. There's no reason to try to fight it. People on the internet have an opportunity to say things uh, that they would never say in person. I can, I can show you 99.9% .9 of the people that flame me would never say it in person. Because most people in person are nice. And when we are spending our time on PC and on, in the Legends and we don't go outside, we, we get a very weird perception of the world. And the, the, the world on the internet is not the same as the world, like, outside. It just isn't. So that's, that's cool to me. I don't mind at all, honestly. Bro, like, I've been on multiple LAN events. No one has ever come up to me like, Yeah, hey, your fucking draft suck, mate. I don't know why he has an accent. Your fucking draft suck, mate. I hate your suits. All you can do is dress well. You know, no one has ever, ever told me that in person. <laughs> why are you nervous? Why are you shaking your leg? No, it has nothing to do with nerves. Shaking my leg is just my leg is being restless. <laughs> Not even in Korea, man. I was in Korea. I got recognized maybe three, four times. What a blessing. I think the split will decide huge change if Fnatic didn't get towards the split, don't you think so? Man, we're in the middle of the split and you're going to ask me shit like this. Uh, let's, uh, let's take you as an example. I'm going to hang you out here, Dominov uh, 14. So, what, is, what do you know about drafting? Uh, let's hear it. Why did you doubt the draft yesterday? Let's hear it. I'm curious. Uh, not not to be like rude to you or anything. I'm I'm just I just want to know. Personally, not much. 
If I'm gonna be real, the majority I know in terms of drafting is power picks and overall crowd control. Answer Twitter or monkey monkey? <laughs> oh, what's the, what do you write me on Twitter? What's your take on Culture Three Tomato? <laughs> I haven't listened to it too too extensively, but I listen to the tracks that have features. I'm not a fan of the love songs. It's good to hear from you, Cabo. <laughs> so what's a power pick? Is a power pick a champ that you've seen win many games? Because that's... And not to use you as an example, but that's a very narrow way of viewing the game, right? There's a lot of elements that uh, comes to draft. So basically, you have to consider your opponent. That's one. You have to consider your own players. That's two. You have to consider the patch. You have to consider the, the context of your team. And these are things that already that context is missing uh, to the average uh, you know, fine. They think win good, lose bad. Which is which isn't necessarily wrong, right? What's the reasoning in first picking Oriana? Is Niski not as confident on Akali since Vitio is blind picking it? So once again, you know, day one, LEC starts, we play our match, we prepared something, right? Day one, our first match on stage. You prepare something, right? Some teams prepare something else. You set yourself up. Maybe you can be wrong, you know? It happens. It really does happen. And then after, you know, on the first day, we didn't see Akari blind picks, right? On the second day, they started showing up more. And then on the third day, we saw it almost every game, right? People adjust. People adjust. I think what's, what's common is they, like, it's, it's completely fine to have an opinion that a draft is bad, right? That's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't, right? But I think what I experience mostly is people take an opinion of a person that they find smarter than themselves and then they run around and spew a half-truth of that opinion because a lot of the nuance is, is missed. But that's okay. Uh, let's move on to the, the AMA section of uh, the podcast. AMA. So if you have any questions, you can hop on the Reddit and you can just post them there. Should be cool. I'm going to just open it up. Usually we do these recorded, but let's just do a live version because... 
That's it. We had a really funny post someone posted. Bad draft against Misfits. You should have picked Rakan first and then Zaya so that their pictures fit together. Please think that think of that in your next drafts. Good luck at some splits. But that's hilarious. That's really funny. I like that one. MA thirty seven. I don't, um, I don't like this, you know, I don't like when people come to me to talk poorly about LS, like in my threads or in, on my tweets. I really don't like it. Because LS is a very polarizing figure and um, it's understandably so. But I think he's an important figure for the scene because he's having conversations that people didn't have before. And I think that's very important. Like he's actively trying to improve how people play the game. And... He puts the time and the effort in. And I have nothing but respect for that. So I don't like when people come here. Because my issue isn't with people like, like someone like LS having you know, strong thoughts about what I drafted or what Fnatic does. No problem at all. But the issue comes when fans take his viewpoints, try to m mimic that viewpoint, miss a lot of the nuance, uh, project it out wrong, and this creates a wrong image, right? So on my end, when people tell me about other people, or what other people said, I always take it with a grain of salt. Like you can't take that for granted because you're going to miss a lot of the context. Like usually when you talk with someone directly, you, know, you can reach common grounds very easily. But if you talk through people and you talk through clips, yeah. Uh, no, good luck with that. You're, you're not going to have um, a good time. It's going to give you anxiety, stress. We don't need that in our lives. So, that's my take. Let's hop on uh, with the AMA. Oh, these are some old questions, honestly. Arcanto 7, can you please shine light on all of this off-season drama? So it was very weird, the whole situation with um, Alfari. The situation with Alfari was very strange. I don't know who to ble believe. Like, Alfari seems like a very rational person. And, uh, like, on, on one side, on, on one side, it's very hard to believe that it wasn't, you know, a decision that came out of nowhere because it was directly after one game. Like, it was one game happened, boom, swap. So it's hard for me to believe that this was something that was planned. It's different from planning something to entertaining something, right? Because as a coach, you entertain ideas all the time. You just entertain them because you want to keep doors open. Right? Planning something is very, very different entertaining ideas it's like yeah i had this thought one month ago and now this thought is executed is, is very very different that was weird to me and then there was the the tweet that alfari uh, deleted but i don't want to bring that up because he did in fact delete it right 
that's the weird thing about Twitter. It's like someone tweets out something, they delete it. It's like you should be able to change your mind. Like, well, why are so people? Why why are people against people changing their mind? Why are people against people learning from a mistake? People can change, you know. It's like who hurt you, like uh, <laughs> to believe that no one changed. Uh, this this guy tweeted something homophobic six years ago. You know, he must still be a homophobe. Like, that to me is is is, is mental. All in all, I think another telling sign is his his teammates didn't come out in defense of it, right? That's another thing. No, none of his teammates came out to defend Alfari in this whole thing. And usually decisions like this, they come from something that teammates think, right? So if like the majority thinks this is a correct decision, then that's what it is, right? But anything beyond that is just speculation. And I don't like to speculate too much. Thank you very much, Rabbit. Thank you very much. One thing that I would like to say, though, is... You know, there's this saying that there's no player that is bigger than the team. And the moment a player is bigger than the team, you've lost your ways. But I think the same thing can be said that there's no coach that is bigger than the team. And in most cases, coaches need to set aside their own ego. Well, in every case, honestly. There's, there's no room for a coach's ego. There's no room for any ego, but... It starts with uh, the coaches. I just throw that out there. Sven, same story there, right? Same story, not same story, but similar story in the sense that if I look at the players and the staff that Cloud9 have, so they have a lot of history with a player like Sven. They have history with him. They play with him in G2. They work with him for a long time. I don't think they made such a decision lightly. I really don't think so. Because King is not better than Zen. Same way Jenkins is not better than Alfari. If a team with Perks and Mithy want to bench Zen, then it's going to be for good reasons. So I'm just, I, I fully trust that reasoning, you know? I fully, fully trust that reasoning. And what else, what else, what else dramatic was there? I guess, you know, fanatic and vitality, but, we, you know, I think that has been run into the ground. Inception1 asks, 15 days ago he asked, uh, Hello Yamato, how do I study a semester in a week? Please help. I... I don't know, man. You need to, you need to start earlier. I think you read through everything. You find the paragraphs that are important. You underline them to limit the amount of text that you take in. And then 
you find an audio version of that same book, you listen to it while you sleep, and then you just keep reading the paragraphs that you've marked until you can mark even less, and then you, you limit the amount of reading that you need to do, and, uh, you know, you know, save time that way. But I'm assuming you screwed. Uh, we move on to the next question. Leka09, who is the best chess player in Fnatic right now? Give me a ranking. Also, what openings do you like with black and white? I am the best chess player. I don't think uh, there is, no, like, no one comes close. Second best, probably Adam. I'd say Adam is the second best. Third best, I would say Bupo. Fourth best, Elias. Fifth best, Niski. Sixth best, Iribaba. Iribaba plays chess like he plays league. And uh, that's not the best way to play chess. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you that. My openings, with black I like to play the French defense, I like to play the Sicilian, with white I like the accelerated London, I also like, fuck, what's the name of this opening? Basically it's, it's a queen side, it's a long side, like it's a long castle. I'm not sure what the opening is called. Why not the inverted bone cloud? I wish. Drool Anto asks. Everybody asks why Bipo roll swapping, but nobody asks how's Bipo's. So here I go. How's Bipo feeling about his roll swap? He's feeling damn good. Bipo's the type of person that figures out a way. He figures out a way. He's a problem solver. We continue. That's not fair. You've been coached by the best. That's true. I have been coached uh, by Anna Rudolf, and that's uh, really unfair. Papaya2708. Hello, my boy. Yamaro. Polska Gurom. What do you think about the current meta state? Do you like it or dislike it? What do you think about the early mid game power spiking compositions? How true is the statement that these comps are safe here? Easier to play and manage in-game than late-game scaling comps in current meta. Yeah, the games tend to be rather quick, uh, rather explosive. You know, it's, it's trickier ever since the introduction of uh, Playtings and uh, the introduction of Rift Herald. You can find very big gold leads. There's also no lane swapping, so you can't really get away with too much. There's Soul, there's Elder, there's... You know, a lot of, uh, you know, hmm. there's a lot of pressure that you can create in the early game through these objectives. I think that's the most important thing. I think clashes in-game eventually happen. Like team fights have a way of always happening in the game due to the nature of how the game is played and it's tougher to get away with, with, with scaling 
But, but scaling is one of those things that is also very contextual. You know, scaling comps, what does it mean? Every comp scales, right? Every composition scales. How well it scales depends on the context of the enemy team as well, right? You can have a scaling comp, but the enemy can scale even harder, right? In essence, every composition scales, every champion scales. It's also every champion scales differently depending on what champions it has in its team, right? It's like you can have a Jinx. Jinx scales well in isolation, scales even better if it has a Trash, right? Jinx scales better. Jinx scales even better if it has a Lulu on top, right? Lulu, Trash, Jinx. All of a sudden, Jinx scales much better due to the context of the champions that she's surrounded by. And then if you look at the enemy team, maybe there's a lot of bruisers that don't have great gap closers. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's a Darius that makes Jinx once again scale better, right? But then maybe there's a, a composition completely designed to astro fist the Jinx, right? Um, maybe this changes your opinion whether uh, Jinx should have been picked or not. The easy example would be Cassidy, right? Cassidy has been the champion that people associate with scaling for a very long time. Which makes sense, right? Maybe less so now, because now like it can be stronger early than, than, than it ever was in the past. But if you play Cassidy against, let's say, Maokai, Camille, Lucian, uh, you know, Galio support and Kaiser, all of a sudden, you know, it's not the same conversation because you're playing against five champions that can be considered good into yours. So the context of your scaling is worse. That's why scaling is always contextual because everything scales. Every champion in the game gets better with levels. Every champion in the game gets better with items. There's no Benjamin Button type champion in the game. Like, there's no champion that starts at level 6 and then it just degrades as the, 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 the game goes on. It just doesn't exist. Hi, Amaro. In Oriana Z matchup, do I still build Zekers or is it too badly nerfed? Well, you could just buy cloth armors. You can just buy cloth armors, you don't need to necessarily finish Zika's Armguard, and you can just build Zonia from a different direction, you know? Zika's Armguard in itself is kind of meh. So you could just get cloth armors and that's it. Sultan Cat, are e-girls overrated? I wouldn't know. Uh, Mate Boy asks, what is the best Kendrick Lamar album? Mm, I think... Well, um, I like Good Kid, Mad City the most, I have to admit. I saw Damn Live, so it has a special place in my heart, but if you think, if, you, if, if I want to be subjective, then I would probably say it's a pimp butterfly. It's just a masterpiece. Chained Up Lars asks, how do you climb out of diamond? Because I feel like I can improve on so many things, but as you climb higher, the things that you can improve on become less obvious. What are some of the key things that differentiate a diamond player from a challenger player? I usually 
understanding, you know, how other lanes function. Um, usually, you know, like if you want to become an elite TM mid laner, you need to understand how jungle works with your lane. You need to understand how support works with your lane. Then you need to understand how AD carry works and how you how your top lane works because sometimes you need to win games through them. Sometimes you need to be able to make sacrifices to win through them. And paying attention to these details is also super important. You know, at a point, a lot of players say, oh, I played this game perfectly. I couldn't have done anything different. Maybe you could have helped your teammates to play a lot better and you helped your teammates to become a lot stronger and maybe that would have been a lot more significant than that wave that you got as an advantage and that's a give and take that you need to you know experiment with sometimes you have a bot lane maybe you figure out yeah you know bot lane you check it up to the ggs he's a draven one trick that in his losses he has a lot of deaths in his wins, he has a lot of kills, and he knows how to carry. All of a sudden, you know, you have an objective in the game. You can sacrifice a bit of yourself to give to someone else. And on top of that, you know, uh, the reason I mentioned jungle and support is if you're playing mid, these roles are going to actively try to punish you, actively try to gank you, because you're central, and you want to cut the enemy off at the knees in order to impact the map even further when your mid lane is ahead, right? So knowing how these lanes function and making them waste time and not falling to any ganks and not dying to ganks is also, you know, a skill that you can work on. You know, just learning how to pay attention to other lanes and knowing how to use that information to your advantage is usually, you know, the difference maker. You know, expanding what your attention span is capable of, uh, you know, paying attention to uh, in uh, one moment. Can you pay attention to the map? Can you pay attention to all the rules? Can you pay attention to your lane phase? You know, expanding the responsibility you have as a player. Uh, I think that's usually, you know, the 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 rise of, of players as they climb through Diamond, Master, uh, GM, and, and, and Challenger. Mechanics is is important, but you can find ways to make mechanics less significant uh, through the champions you choose. There are any players that are challenger, you know? Let's continue. Axiom Q. I'm sure you've probably seen things as, such as LS Magic the Gathering color theory being applied to League of Legends. What are your thoughts on these to aid coaching at a professional level, or do you feel these are mostly useful for average skill level players to understand draft a bit better? Why might either be the case? Well, I think it's, you know, to, to put champions in, in, in themes, I think, makes, makes sense, you know, on, on a surface level. I, I don't know exactly, I don't know too well about this, this theory, so I don't want to speak to it uh, too much. So I want to see how to speak about it if, if I don't know too much about uh, what, what the deal is, and I'm, but I think a champion's color can change depending on what it's being played against, you know? And I think sometimes... I, I don't have too much experience with card games. Like I played Hearthstone, right? There were, there were certain decks in Hearthstone that... Um, 
You know, you needed cards to bring you to the point where you're going to win. Let's say you're playing a control deck, which would be a scaling deck, right? There are a lot of cards in that that help you get to the point. I was doing Pokemon cards, but I didn't play Pokemon. I never played Pokemon. So you, you have a control deck that scales. Let's say you had Freeze Mage. There's a lot of cards in your deck that get you to that point of, of, of like what you one shot people, right? Where you freeze with your ant, uh, ant, Antonidas and, and so forth, right? You have uh, the Alexstrasza, Reducer HP to 15 and so forth. There are certain cards that helped you get to that point. And in the context of League, you know, you can have a scaling composition and then you can pick a champion that is really strong early and maybe it's off theme, but maybe it's the power that you need in order to get your champions to the point in time where they're going to be viable and be able to stand on their own and they're going to carry the fact that that early game champion is no longer as strong. Usually, when you look at scaling, your whole composition doesn't need to outscale in order for you to outscale the enemy. Some t most of the time, you only need one element, one element of your composition to be way stronger than the enemy, right? Like I can have full early game and then I can have, uh, let's say, a Jinx, and let's say this Jinx just outranges everybody, then still Jinx in itself makes that composition outscale the enemy, right? So it's very contextual. And I think while there are some very obvious examples of champions fitting a set theme, like Elise, then there's Renekton, and then maybe there's, uh, you know, Lucian, like, oh, like you, you, can put t you can put champions in boxes for sure. But I think the deeper you go, the more nuanced it becomes. So I think there is some use to the idea of, you know, assigning champions colors. I think it's, it's, it's a good start. But then there's also decks that uh, mix colors, right? I know that in Magic the Gathering there are decks that use multiple colors most of the time, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's very rare you have a deck that only has one color. Like, I remember there's a mono red. Maybe that's a deck that uses only one color. But, but all in all, you know, I don't know how, how far this analogy goes. At the same time, I repeat, I don't know what the analogy really is of what I said, so I don't know. I don't understand it. I would have to watch a video on it, read about it. Uh, let's move on, you know? Impressive Reach 586. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Uh, do you own any cryptocurrencies? If so, which ones? I um, own Cardano. I own Bitcoin. I own Ethereum. I own Matic. I own Stacks. I own Cream Pie. I own um, 
a wind swap and I also own Binance coin. Well, that's it. And that's it. I'm not sponsored. It's not financial advice. You wanted to know which cryptocurrencies I own? These are the ones I own. Coinbase? Hell no. Binance and keeping shit in my own wallets. <laughs> yeah, Gilius. <laughs> I'm assuming you're the one. Are you the one? No, you're not. Are you the one, Gilius? Good old grandma asks, how, do you pronounce it Locris? Eller Lacritz? I say Locris. <laughs> Decent Ant7908 asks, sorry for being nosy. But I'm just curious, what do you do in your life beside coaching Fnatic? And how did you start your coaching career? Wait, is it really Gillies? Why, why don't you have the check mark on Twitch, man? It is you. Yeah, you VIP. Well, you're famous enough. You fucking got Gilius. Boom. VIP. So what do you do in your life beside coaching Fnatic? Yeah, I do... Do some crypto. some Pokemon oh. I play Mortal Kombat and I don't have time for much else pet my cats yeah Eastwood's life is a busy life man it really is it's like working in the LEC is not just working in the LEC you live in the LEC How did you start your coaching career? It was very random, man. Mr. Alice told me, yo, you would be a good coach. And I was like, fuck it. Let's, uh, let's try. And then I fell in love with it. Pretty neat. My idea initially was, yeah, I'm going to go to a gaming house. I'm going to coach. And then I'm going to just play solo queue and uh, replace my top laner. Well, not replace my top laner, but go to a team. But it just didn't happen. Spookveld asks, Hi Amaro, with your knowledge and expertise, what is the core element required to begin a potato farm? Jesus Christ. Let's just um, let's go how to create a potato farm, bro. How uh, I just get Minecraft videos. 
how to make an easy automatic farm. Potato farm. Potato farm. Potato farm guide. That's the way. Okay, potato farming. Okay, today we discuss the topic of potato farming techniques, tips and ideas. This article also covers the plant care of potato and harvesting tips. Potatoes will grow in just about any well-drained soil, but they dislike soggy soil. That's clutch, man. Because they do all their growing on the ground, they can expand more easily in loose, loamy soil than in heavy, compacted clay soil that keeps plant roots from getting air and water they need. Alright. To secure high yields, it is essential to plant the potatoes at an optimum time. The best time of planting is when the maximum and minimum temperatures are from 30 degrees to 32 degrees and 18 degrees to 20 degrees, respectively. The planting period for different potato growing regions is given. Okay. Plant seed potatoes. Pieces of the whole potato or a small whole potato with at least two eyes per piece. Zero two weeks after last spring frost. What do you mean two eyes? What kind of what kind of potatoes have eyes? If you're cutting up potato pieces for planting, do so one two days ahead of time. This will give them the chance to form a protective layer, both for moisture retention and rot resistance. Oh, interesting. You might you may start planting earlier as soon as soil can be worked, but be aware that some crops will be ruined by a frost. Spread and mix in rotted manure or organic compost in the bottom of the trench before planting. Plant seed potatoes one foot apart in a four inch deep trench, eye side up. Potatoes are best grown in rows. To begin with, dig a trench that is six to eight inches deep. Six to eight inches deep in your... No, I'm kidding. Uh, plant each piece of potato, cut side down with eyes pointing up. Every 12 to 15 inches, with a row spaced 3 feet apart. If your space is limited, or if you would like to grow only baby potatoes, you can decrease the spacing between plants. To begin with, only fill the trench in with 4 inches of soil. Let the plants start to grow, and then continue to fill in the trench, and, and even mound the soil around the plants as they continue to grow. Prior to planting, always make sure to cultivate the soil one last time. This will remove any weeds and will loosen the soil and will allow the plants to become established more quickly. Thank you very much, Sally the Weep. Well, I hope uh, that's helpful to you. Let's see if we have some good questions in here. Chained Up Lars asks, Hey Amaro, will we see Niski on Seraphine again? What do you think about the champion? Personally, I hope they buffer full AP build soon while nerfing her supportive build. Well, Niski... Niski's favorite champion is actually Seraphine. He just loves playing Seraphine. 
he just loves the tunes because he always asks me to listen to music, to Niski's bangers while we're screaming and uh, he just doesn't need to while um, you know with Seraphine you can just listen to the mad tunes that she makes boom Nick Klaus asks, Hi Amaro, I'm high for LSE this summer because it seems like there are at least four teams competing for the world spot. Do you think the league is better or is it because the best team got worse? Also, would you like to, would like to hear your prediction of who makes worlds? I would say us, G2 and Mad Lions make worlds. That's my guess. Mm. Mm. Excuse me. Mm. I think in spring, definitely us and G2 got worse. We just have to see what summer brings. Next Gen Tactics asks, as a fellow hip hop head, who are your top five MC that are alive and top five albums of all time? I would say Tupac, Kendrick, Ice Cube, Biggie. Would be my last. You know, I was never too big of a Jay-Z fan or a Nas fan. But most people will probably slot him in in some, some of the top fives. But I'm definitely a Tupac, Biggie, Ice Cube, Kendrick fan. The fifth. What is a good fifth? Skepta. No, I'm kidding. Kanye. Kanye is, is up there, but he's more of a producer, right? Like his, his production is just absolutely nutty. Crazy production. I'm not sure. Eminem could be. Top five albums of all time. Think all eyes on me. Honestly, when it comes to albums, it's harder to choose. It's like we we, we playlists and all, you know. I would just list Kendrick albums, My Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yay. Not sure. I would have to think about that one. Dr. JPKC. Hey coach, why is Yon never picked in pro play? Do you think the mobility nerves with death dance buffs might give him a boost in competitiveness? Uh, maybe. I don't know too much about the upcoming patch because I'm just too busy with what's, with what's going on in front of me. Uh, but all in all, when it comes to Yon, I think this champion has uh, potential. 
I just think that um, his his power dip is um, is a bit weird, you know. He's a melee champ, and he can't always be on the wave, and there's a lot of tank supports and a lot of bruises in the jungle that uh, he doesn't like to interact with too much. But I think Yon has potential. This champion definitely has potential. So I wouldn't be surprised if it pops up. You know, we saw Showmaker play, we saw Perks play. I guess shows up every now and then when people feel good about it. So I don't think that this champion is completely dead in the eyes of, 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 of uh, all players. But all in all, uh, we're approaching one hour. I think that's uh, a good place uh, to end it. We can just do uh, a meditation to, to end uh, it all and then uh, we move on uh, with our lives. Yeah, my playlist is fantastic. Of course, I'm biased. Uh, nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, join me on the journey for some meditation. Make sure that uh, your back is free from any obstruction. Breathing is uh, a 360 motion. Then we take a couple of deep breaths. On the next deep breath, let's close the eyes as we breathe out. And now slow down your breathing to a natural pace. And just take in the sounds in the environment. Don't chase any sound, just notice and move on. Now just pay attention to the points of pressure your body creates with the help of gravity. 
where your feet are resting, how you're sitting, your legs are, notice the points of pressure. now just scan your body for any feelings of pain, comfort, discomfort, from your head down to your toes. If you have any of these feelings, don't readjust, just notice and move on. Now we shall begin the breathing exercise, counting each breath from 1 to 10. If you ever get yourself distracted, don't worry about it. Just start recounting. Whenever you reach 10, just start over.
If you ever get distracted, just recenter your focus. It's like a repetition in the gym. You ever get distracted? To recenter your focus.
Now you can relax your mind. Let it wander. And now taking the sounds in the environment once again. Once again, relax your mind and reflect on why you decided to do meditation today. Reflect on how it will be beneficial to you. Whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. This was the first time we played Rogue, the split TS. I have some mail to send and some, you know, some stuff to do. So, thank you so much, guys, for joining me for this episode. You know, me being morning tired and all of that. I appreciate that you guys uh, hopped in. I'll catch you guys um, on the next one. We're going to try to do these on every off day that I have. Today was Monday. I didn't have off day, right? So just uh, a small chat with you guys. I like that we keep it uh, intimate. You know, not a lot of people here. I think it's, it's nicer that way. I wish you all the best. And um, I'll see you hopefully on the next one. Some new names in the chat. Chained Up Low, GSC Ricky. Get Rooked. Sally the Weep.
one month subscriber. Lunicot, thank you for the subscription while we meditated. An additional uh, layer of challenge there. <laughs> I wish you all the best, guys. Bye-bye.